Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I'm Mr. Joe McGranahan, newly nominated mayor of Shemokin. Do you have any opposition yet that you know of? Not that I know of, no. Boy, I'll bet there is going to be one heck of a write-in campaign by Mickey Mouse or many others that they're going to find out about. Don't worry about him. It's Donald Duck that gives me. (laughs) Is that what it is? It's a foul opponent. Yeah, that's what you want to avoid. Foul, foul. Throw in the towel. What's that commercial? <laughs> oh, right. That's a uh, tongue twister to get your mouth going if you're a voiceover announcer. Right. Well, so we need we could benefit from that here as well. I'm not going to have you do the Betty Botter. Please don't do that. Oh, All but right. I love to uh, do that. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. All right. Welcome on board, everybody. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. It is the 20th day of May, 2021. We're 225 days. Uh, uh, there's 225 days left in the year. We're 140 days into the year, so uh, we are just marching towards the halfway mark in a rapid fashion here. Believe it or don't, uh, the uh, Memorial Day weekend is right around the corner, so uh, we're going to have to make a mental note of that. That's on the 31st, so folks are, lots of folks are thinking about that. Not this coming Monday, but next Monday. We have the day off. Uh, on Memorial Day 31st, right. yes, we do. We All will right. have a special CBS program. Great uh, patriotic veterans salute from CBS. That's mm. three hours long. Starts at 7 in the morning. And Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a great program. They sent us a little preview to help promote it, and it is just fantastic. So that's going to be coming up on Memorial Day morning. So keep uh, WKOK as part of your plans that uh, particular morning. We'd love to hear from you. We have open phones today. We had some great conversations yesterday about the referenda that uh, passed in Pennsylvania. Not overwhelmingly, but certainly a majority of Pennsylvanians gave Lawrence's worthless view is a pretty good rebuke to the governor for having been so close-minded throughout the uh, pandemic. Uh, his obsession was saving lives, but his methods uh, really furrowed a lot of eyebrows in Pennsylvania with folks that said it should have been more collaborative about that. And uh, we also uh, talked about some other outcomes of the election in uh, Pittsburgh and Harrisburg, so we can talk about that. Uh, we hope to hear today at 8.45 a.m., from one of the Middle East experts who's helping the CBS News do analysis of the uh, Middle East situation. So we'll keep you posted about that. Well, he's uh, in charge of making up the stuff they report? <laughs> the original, <laughs> the original, right, the original, original reporting, reporting, right? right. Yeah, no, I don't think so. He's a key comments on it. Who would this be, just out of curiosity? I uh, don't know. Uh, we're still waiting for our last confirmation. They have three experts that they use on a regular basis. So uh, we'll get that going, and I'll let you know. So who. let's hope we get the A-team instead of the B or 
C team. All right. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Oh, it might be Jeff McCausland. Oh, he's So well, that would be nice. <laughs> you two could chit-chat about Gettysburg again for right. another, another 40 minutes or so. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Feel free to give us a buzz. We would just love to hear from you today on any topic. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the mark and WKOK.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the text, uh, the keyword OTM. That's for Text Connect members. And you can sign up at WKOK.com. We would just very much love to uh, hear from you on the uh, new text platform that we have. Uh, 70236 with you mean the keyword. the one that says error on it right here in the screen? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I started to boot it up today, but then I got okay. distracted. So. Well, we've heard from our old friend EB. We haven't heard from EB in oh, quite a while. Okay, what's he saying? He's just bashing Republicans as what? usual. Yes, that's what EB does for a living. Yesterday, 180 House Republicans voted against a resolution condemning the March 16th Atlanta shootings and reaffirming the House's commitment to combating hate, bigotry, and violence against the Asian American community. One of those Republicans was our own Fred Keller. Let me repeat that. Fred Keller voted to not condemn the Atlanta shootings and not to commit to combating violence toward Asian Americans. It's shocking and appalling. Apparently he's okay with those things, just as he's okay with the thugs who staged an insurrection at our Capitol on January 6th. That's right, he voted against forming a commission to investigate that as well. If Representative Keller's goal is to be a lousy representative for our district, he succeeded beyond his wildest dreams. Not at all partisan there. <laughs> I like a good, well-balanced, you right. know, he both sides no. of the issue. Yeah, no. He voted no. So did Congressman Muser. Right. Well, I, I'm not certain what that House, uh, uh, like you covered it up here, uh, voted against a resolution. So the, the resolution, what was the wording of that resolution? Do you know? No, I don't. I haven't actually looked at I the resolution. I can't imagine anybody so. would vote against a resolution that says, I, uh, be it resolved, we condemn violence against Asian Americans. If that's all it said, I can't imagine anybody who would vote against that. Can you? Mm. Must have said some other stuff in right. there. Right. Well, yeah, they put all kinds of floopy stuff in there to try to get people going. Now, the Independent Commission to investigate January 6th, that's another issue. I don't think they should have voted against that. Do you? Okay. No, and 35 Republicans did vote uh, for it. So uh, that is at least worthy of that. Uh, we have permission to call Jeff McCausland right now. Oh, do we? So, okay. yep, we just got the word from CBS. So that number's on the screen. Rob will do his thing. Why don't, since Jeff's going to contact, uh, or we're going to be in contact with Jeff shortly, let's take our first break Sounds now. Sounds reasonable. Yep, we'll get that out of the way, and then we'll be all ready for Jeff. I want to tell everybody that you're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, our primary sponsor is the Sunbury Motor Company. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we are so glad to say that uh, we have ex-military, uh, former soldier, and author of a great new book about Gettysburg leadership on the line, Jeff McCausland, a CBS News commentator, and a star of WKOK Sunrise just a few short weeks ago. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling back. Yeah, great to have you on, Jeff. Good to be with you, McGark and Joe. Hope you guys are doing well this morning. We're hanging in there. <laughs> really do appreciate it. A lot of folks are interested in monitoring what's going on in the Middle East and urging a ceasefire and trying to get the the violence to stop there. Explain why it is so important for the world that uh, violence not continue to escalate there. Well, first and foremost, there's a moral responsibility. We've seen over 200 people killed in the Gaza Strip. We've seen about a dozen people killed in Israel. Substantial number of those, frankly, have been women and children, particularly in the Gaza Strip. Probably about 80 or more at this point, sadly, are women and children. So there's a moral responsibility. <coughs> Excuse me. In addition to that, right now there's about 72,000 people in the, in the Gaza Strip that are that are uh, displaced or homeless. And this is an area that was described by a UN spokesman at one point in time as a toxic slum to begin with. Two million people crammed into an area about six miles by 25 miles wide. So there's a moral responsibility to begin with. A second of all, of course, <clears throat> there is the concern that a war in the Middle East like this could, in fact, widen. Could we see unrest, particularly in Jordan, which has a substantial Palestinian population, and perhaps then drag Jordan into a, long, a larger war? In the last couple of days, we've seen several rockets fired from uh, southern Lebanon into Israel, an area occupied by Hezbollah, another terrorist organization very uh, opposed to Israel which has up to 100,000 rockets, I was told, when I was standing on the Golan Heights, positioned in southern Lebanon, aimed at Israel, and they did intervene in the previous war. So you could see Lebanon perhaps drawn into this particular conflict. So the widening conflict uh, and the moral responsibilities, I would say the two primary reasons why the world community as a whole is trying to get a ceasefire between these two, two protagonists as this conflict now enters its 11th day. Well, the word is today that the Israelis and the uh, Hamas are on the verge of a ceasefire agreement, but some people on the left have speculated, and since everything's politics, this is not surprising, that Benjamin Netanyahu is hoping to continue it because it will distract his citizens from the fact that he's on or being considered for some rather unpleasant criminal am, uh, actions in his own country. You buy well, that? It's certainly, it's certainly a clear that politically, whether you like Mr. Netanyahu or you don't like Mr. Netanyahu, he benefited as from this war politically. Um, as the war began, of course, Israel had just experienced its fourth election. Netanyahu had been unable to bring together a coalition of parties that would give him a majority in the Knesset, therefore the prime ministership. And the president of Israel had just turned to his opponent to try to knit together a coalition. It looked like there was the possibility of a coalition without Netanyahu uh, then being created in a new prime minister. And, in fact, that coalition might well include, for the first time in Israeli history, a very small Arab party uh, who would be members of the government. 
But obviously all that exploded once this particular conflict broke out. And, of course, Netanyahu now wraps himself as the defender of Israel from these attacks from the Gaza Strip, which may benefit him politically. And as you also point out, he was facing trial over corruption charges, uh, and his reelection probably would stall that, those legal efforts. Ironically, you could argue, of course, that Hamas, the leadership of Hamas, benefits politically from this particular conflict, because, of course, they initiated the attack uh, following uh, violence between uh, Arab worshippers, Palestinian worshippers at the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem, which is the third holiest site in Islam, between them and Israeli security forces. And in response to that, uh, Hamas launched these attacks. And as a consequence now, they wrap themselves in the flag of, we are the defenders of the Palestinian people. No longer is it the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, which is very weakened. It is us, Hamas, who are the defenders of the Palestinian people against Israeli aggression. Now, both President Trump and now President Biden get accused of only having a tepid response to this. Why are their verbal and other responses said to be muted? Well, of course, the United States has a long-standing relationship with Israel since the founding of Israel in 1948. The United States was instrumental in the creation of Israel, and Harry Truman, as president at the time, recognizing Israel really caused that to, in fact, occur. And that has been a thread of continuity in U.S. foreign policy ever since that time, Democrat or Republican president. Some have gotten on a little bit better or worse, but there's no doubt about it. The United States has supported Israel, defended Israel in the United Nations, and annually, now we provide Israel about $3.8 billion in military assistance on an annual basis, and we've done that for literally decades. Um, even right prior to this particular fighting beginning, the Biden administration had announced the sale of $725 million in largely precision-guided munitions to Israel, part of that $3.8 billion annual package, and that had just been approved uh, as the fighting began. Jeff. Jeff, let me ask you this. Uh, the the Biden administration has um, been, I, I don't like to say ambivalent, but less than supportive in terms of how President Trump supported the Israelis. But Trump had them talking to their neighbors and arriving at some mutual agreements that hopefully would have brought peace to the area. Now the change of administrations brings on a war or at least an armed conflict over there. Do you think that President Biden has failed where President Trump succeeded or has is it the other way around? No, not at all. I think what we did was President Trump decided, we'll just go around the Palestinians. We'll ignore the Palestinians. The Palestinians are, are not that big an issue in the Arab world, and therefore we can urge, as he had, did, uh, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan, four Arab countries to recognize Israel. Now, having said that, there were side deals which encouraged those countries to do that. You wanted to buy some F-35s, and we agreed to sell them the F-35s to kind of grease that particular deal. But now we've seen in the last few days the Palestinians have come back and said, no, we can't be forgotten. We are still part of the problem and can cause this whole apple cart to upset uh, once again. And those four countries, and I have a lot of close ties with the Emiratis who I've met with for some projects I'm involved with, are really feeling very exposed by the fact that they entered into the Abraham Accords, which is what that is called, with the idea that this would provide us more leverage with Israel in forestalling some of the Israeli efforts against Palestinians, such as seizing more territory on the West Bank. And what they've gotten in return so far is now a, a widening war in the Middle East. So whether this now will freeze out further expansion of Arab countries to recognize Israel, I think will be the case for, for the time to come. 
and uh, the, the Biden administration is confronted with trying to pull out of the Middle East, largely reduce our profile there, expand our profile in Asia, and deal with major problems here at home. And that probably, I think, to a large degree, uh, explained, as you rightfully suggest, in one of a, a tepid public response by the administration to the current crisis. Jeff, let me ask you this. What should be our end game here? Well, I think our end game should be, first and foremost, to get the fighting to stop. That's the thing you've got to do to start with. And the second thing is, what do you do to make sure it doesn't happen again? And as long as you've got 2 million people living in an area that was described by the U.N. at one time as a toxic slum with 50% unemployment, no fresh water, only intermittent electricity, blockaded by Israel on several sides and by Egypt on another, with very little humanitarian assistance being provided through those areas, you've got a festering place that is just a, you know, a, a, a petri dish for more terrorism and more violence. So if you could figure out a way to probably expand on the uh, economic assistance to Gaza, open up the blockade, and make that place a better place to live, then people have got things to do other than, than join Hamas. And over time, then, urge the Israelis to try to reach some kind of a settlement with their Palestinian population that doesn't include taking away their territory, causing them to feel alienated, and therefore creating another generation of Palestinians who believe it's the only objective they have in life is to fight Israelis. Boy, I'll tell you what, we get caught up in the pandemic here, and we think we have a tough life, but I'll tell you what, it's so complex and so deep and well, so pandemic, historical. The pandemic is also going on in the Gaza Strip, by the way, and, we, and one of the things that was destroyed was the only COVID uh, testing facility that was in the Gaza Strip was destroyed by an airstrike. Oh, my gosh, okay, so another setback in, in that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I want to repeat, I thoroughly enjoyed reading Battle Tested, your new book about you. Gettysburg leadership. Uh, as the Gettysburg anniversary approaches, I already have on my uh, calendar to send you another note, and we'll, and we'll do another chat. And uh, please keep in touch. So thank you so much, Jeff. Yes, thanks, Jeff. Hey, send me your address, but I'll send you an autographed book plate for the book. Get out of right. here. Thank you so much. Yeah, Send well two. Send two. I have your book, too. <laughs> oh, get All right. Out. Send me address. I'll mail it to you. Thanks right. a we'll lot, do. Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff. Really appreciate that. Yeah. All right, Jeff McCausland, a CBS News analyst, military analyst, but as you can tell, really a Middle East expert that's uh, raised up oh, and talked about. he's been very big in this area about the Army War College in Carlisle and, you know, his time there. Yep, teaching. Still, te- uh, still listed as faculty there. And his latest book, Battle Tested, Gettysburg Lee. Leadership is uh, Gettysburg Leadership Lessons for the 21st Century Leader. So really just a super, super book. And uh, uh, modern business people could take a lesson from Robert E. Lee about, about resilience and uh, knowing your enemy and uh, knowing when to fold them, I guess, would be the way to go. Uh, way to work. Kenny Rogers said, know when to hold up, know when to fold oh, There you go. <laughs> All right. We uh, really appreciate that. Okay, so that leaves us with uh, 10 minutes, uh, having uh, talked briefly about and half a break left to take. Well, I what I did was I added that to the rest of the. We oh, had okay. uh, two thirty-second ads left in that break, and I put them uh, elsewhere in the in the show. So we got open phones right now, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. If you'd like to con- talk to us about Jeff McCausland's remarks there, it always just reminds me if, if I think it's simple and Netanyahu should stand down, just the real complexities of of the world there, and the of course of history that goes into the way things are in the series of uh, ultra-tenuous 
compromises that put the world the way it is at that moment. He talked about the population in the Gaza Strip there. I didn't realize it, but it's the third most populous geographic confine in the world. So it is just really... Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a tough thing over there. And, you know, I think um, President Trump, I thought, was trying to at least work his way around it. I, I agree with what McCausland said about the fact that the, the Trump was trying to ignore the Palestinians. I think he was trying to marginalize them and make them even less of a player. What? By Trump marginalized somebody? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, now stop and think about it. Who, who are the problems? The problem is Hamas. Hamas started, as Jeff mentioned, started firing the rockets at Israel. International terrorist group. So if the president, if President Trump was trying to marginalize them by working agreements where they would be at a disadvantage, I think he was pretty smart to do that, don't you? Yep. 1-800-795-9565. callers to talk about the Middle East. Uh, first, Joseph, then Stan. Uh, Joseph, you're on the mark. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I'd like to comment on that. Uh, uh, the infrastructure down in the Gaza Strip there, of course, they don't have water and they, the, the electricity is <laughs> marginal. And uh, But here's the point. I wonder how much it costs to fire one missile. Uh, where do they get that money? Where, now, we've supplied them with a lot of money. And the, the Palestinian authorities under Mahmoud Abbas, they, they're not using that money. They're using it to build tunnels and to fire missiles and for stuff like that when they ought to be building the infrastructure and helping the people out down there medically and Israel supplies medicines and things like that to those people and uh, uh, you, you know they're not using that money the way it should be used and uh, that's why it's, it's such a terrible situation in Gaza and furthermore that, that land <laughs> from the river of Egypt to the Euphrates was given to the children of Israel that's who it was given to by the Creator he has a deed for it. And so it is their land, by the way. Uh, now, I was over there when they pulled out of uh, Sharm el Sheikh and, and when the war in Lebanon broke out. And I talked to Israeli soldiers, and, and they know that. They know what's going on. But, uh, and it wasn't the Israelis that started this war, uh, this conflict right now. It's, uh, they've been firing rockets in continually, not just uh, the last few weeks here, but it's going continually. Uh, and, you know, what country would put up with that? <laughs> Just say Mexico would start firing rockets in to the United States or Canada. How long will we put up? Well, under Biden, we put up with it, I guess. Uh, yeah, but just they're right. They have the right to do that because they're underprivileged, I guess. Uh, that would be okay. I don't know. Right. So that's my thoughts on right. that situation. Good remarks. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, that really sets the scene. You get a glimpse. And of furthermore, uh, there is one thing, <laughs> and I hate to say this because I get ridiculed, but uh, in in the Book of Amos it talks about the Gaza Strip and it's going to be uh, desecrated by Israel. It's future prophecy, and and they're gonna they're gonna lay it level. So it may not happen now. It may happen now, but it's going to happen someday. At some point. Because it's in the word of Yahweh. All right. We got you. Thank well, you thank so you. much, Joseph. Really appreciate the call. Stan, next up, uh, talking about the Middle East and really just the labyrinth of complexity that goes into uh, the background there. Yeah, and the takeaway is <clears throat> that uh, Israel's bad. They're responsible to getting all this to stop and nobody else is that's that's what i get away from what i hear from from the news media all right that, that that's that's the takeaway i get from now my question is if the palestinians laid down their weapons today and said we will not 
attack Israel again, ever, what will happen? What, what, what would happen? I don't know. You uh, don't us. know. Tell us. <laughs> there would be peace because Israel wouldn't attack them. But if Israel said the exact same thing, what would happen? They'd they would attacked. be. They would. Uh, you know. They would uh, come down on the Israelis from either Hamas would or Hezbollah. They would all attack at one time because Israel says we're done. No more fighting from us. There would be war. They would annihilate. Israel, because what have they been saying for decades? Death to Israel. We need to wipe Israel off the map. So, you know, they're in a no-win situation. They have a right to defend themselves. If somebody's going to launch missiles into your country, they have every right to defend themselves. And I don't have a problem with it. Now, it needs to stop, but it needs to stop from both sides. And until it stops from both sides, I'm afraid it's going to continue. Right, and there seems to be an escalation. You know, Hamas is firing more rockets in each volley than they were initially, and Israel is always uh, is the expert at disproportionate response, trying to defend itself. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting how Jeff really lays it out. What's what's at stake as the escalation continues? Disproportionate response, Mark? Really? Right, yeah, they always you know, make sure. I, yeah, yeah, overwhelming force is what it takes to to defend against an invader or someone is attacking you. Yeah, I agree. There's no, no such thing as disproportionate force. <laughs> well, that's right. That's perfect. That's their right. I'm not uh, criticizing. I'm not critical of Israel for responding the way that they are. Um, that's that's the way you respond to things. You know, if somebody breaks in your back door, you could put good sturdy locks on the back door, the front door, the side door, the attic, and all the windows. So that's uh, it's well, your response. Is if somebody breaks in my back door and I'm there, they probably won't walk back out the back door. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's... That's the what. That's the what needs to happen, and that's what's happening now. The AP and all the news media was all up in arms that the Israelis took the building down. That the AP was sharing with Hamas as they were launching missiles off the floors above them. Now you telling me that the AP didn't know what was going on in that building, and yet they still rented <clears throat> space from. They, you know the other news they organizations. Knew, they knew really? it, it was common knowledge that that Hamas was operating out of that building. The AP knew, and it's disingenuous of them now to come back and say, "Oh, we had no idea these these people <laughs> were in here." They knew yeah, exactly, dude. Because either that or they're the missiles either that off is, the roof. Either that or they're as lousy at reporting the news as I seem to think they are. <laughs> well, and I am wondering if just being in the building with them is as hideous a crime as it sounds like. You know, you and I would recognize them as a terrorist organization, but the other half of everyone in the Middle East, the other, you know, 3.7 billion people in that area do not recognize them as a terrorist organization. But that's not why they're there. They're there because that's how they operate. They worm themselves into places where it will be hard for the Israelis to well, fire rockets fine. at them. It or to, doesn't it, change. It doesn't change a thing. You're talking about whether AP should be in a building with Al Jazeera and and Hamas and anybody else who was a resident and or occupant of the building. I'm simply saying that if you are in the Gaza Strip and you're in the same building as Hamas, that's like Stan, who's a good staunch Republican conservative, going down and renting an office from a Democrat. People could say, hey, Stan, do you know that there's a Democrat who owns your building? Well, it doesn't. It, it's more complex there's, there's than a, just that. There's a difference, Mark. Is there okay? When they're launching, the when they're launching missiles from the building <laughs> and using that building to as a headquarters, you know, for terrorist attacks against other people, 
that's that's a difference. You know, if I rented a building from a Democrat, okay, I rented a building from a Democrat. You know, I may not agree with him politically, but I don't think he's going to try and kill me in the end or going out and committing murders against somebody else. There's a big difference there. In Hamas, <laughs> right, Hamas very has few, been very few Democrats organization uh, for years. Very few Democrats actually behead people. Very few Democrats <laughs> own any buildings. That's another topic. No, Stan, they, they own buildings. <laughs> we're going to have to chat about that too. Thank you, Stan. Call right. back you know, where there's really this is uh, a lot to say about this, and we all have an interest in it. Uh, we are mired in it, you could say. We got open phones coming up on the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 o'clock. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Rob is ready. Open phones right now. Topic of your selection. We can talk about this really noteworthy resolution that made it through the U.S. House yesterday, uh, passed uh, with some bipartisan votes. There were 30 some Republicans that got on board. None of the local Congress members who are Republicans voted for it, probably because it's going to involve investigating and pointing the finger at President Trump and their fealty to him as uh, part of the uh, Washington GOP cult is uh, far greater. Couldn't be that they just disagree with it. That had to be that they No, it's okay. the cult. <laughs> it's just the cult. All right. <laughs> so now we can talk about that today. We had Jeff McCausland on the line talking about Israel and uh, really how the U.S. is a significant part of monitoring and hoping to quell without uh, stepping on any toes. You know, it's hard to tamp out a fire without causing any uh, ill feelings for all of of our different allies over there and all Can't our different Can't make an ways. omelet without breaking a few eggs. Right. So President Biden has kind of has got a very uh, mild response so far to all this. Although I say the words wishy-washy. I, I think mind. he's talked to Netanyahu four times and said, please, on multiple occasions. So uh, that should really help uh, get things tamped down over there. So we can talk about that. Maybe there's another uh, major issue. We had the the Pennsylvania referendum that passed, which is a pretty stern rebuke, I think, to Governor Wolf, although he does not see it as such. You're going to oh, hear about that. He sees it as such. He's just trying to put a good face on it. <laughs> People just want now. To. All of a sudden, he's Mister Mister Common Sense and Mister Let's Work right. Together. Oh, yeah, bring them over. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe they have to re. He has to re-sign the emergency declaration pretty directly. So once he does that, then the 21 days starts to tick. So, right. And uh, this resolution takes effect now, or these referenda take effect now. Uh, voters have voted to change the constitution. That happened. It was advertised and agreed upon previously, and now it's ready to go. So it it becomes law upon, uh, well, probably official certification uh, tomorrow in Pennsylvania. All right, so those are our topics. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM in your text. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. In the news briefly here, face coverings no longer required 
required outdoors, but still required indoors at the Sealand Square Area School District. Superintendent Dr. Frank Jankowski made that announcement to parents late Wednesday afternoon. He says students, staff, and families are not required to wear face coverings outdoors, including at arrival and pickup, recess, and gym, field days, and other activities outdoors. Face coverings are still mandatory for everyone indoors and for transportation at uh, Sealand Square Area School District. A body was found along Route 901 in Mount Carmel Township, Northumberland County, Tuesday evening. County Coroner James Kelly tells us skeletal remains found by hunters in a wooded area there. Autopsy and toxicology test is scheduled for today. Governor Tom Wolf and Republican legislative leaders are reacting to Tuesday's approval of two primary ballot questions amending the state constitution, giving the legislature a greater say in the length of a governor's emergency declaration. Governor Tom Wolf says he does not view approval of the constitutional amendments limiting a governor's emergency powers as a referendum on his handling of the pandemic. We had a, a long period to, to see how the, the current system worked, and I think there was some thought that maybe we could do better. And so I'm will, you know, looking forward to working with the legislature to figure out how we can make this work. Senate President Pro Tem Jay Corman and Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward said the primary election results demonstrate our system of government works better when we work together. House Speaker Brian Cutler and House Majority Leader Kerry Benninghoff said to those contemplating litigation to stop the enforcement of the emergency disaster-related amendments, think twice before again, ignoring the voice of the people. I'm Mark Sims. I told you last week I thought Sean Parnell would be our next U.S. Senator. Well, I now know who our next governor of Pennsylvania will be, a Republican state senator who has talked of possibly running for governor in 2022, said Wednesday that former President Donald Trump selected him to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. Now, what Com- about Lou Barletta? <laughs> <laughs> Promised to run for and well, Barletta has too much weight. Plus, he has lost an election, and that makes him. But he has statewide recognition now, which the guy from okay. Franklin County doesn't have. What does President Trump say about anybody who does not win an election? He calls them a loser. Right. So, do you think he's going to campaign for well, a loser? What is he then? He is a loser. Well, that may be, <laughs> but he has a self-image that does not permit such uh, information to. Right. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> All right, Senator Doug. Mastriano, the Republican from Franklin County, said he met with President Trump Monday for an hour and 15 minutes at Trump Tower in New York, and among other things, they discussed the upcoming governor's race and the candidates. Uh, quote, this is Mastriano, said, quote, he had asked me to run some months ago, unquote. He said during the sit-down interview with WEEO-FM in Chambersburg, you ever, were they? Familiar with him, yes. Okay. He said, Doug, run, and I'll campaign for you. Mastriano, first elected two years ago, has talked of speaking with President Trump at least 15 times times in the past. In November, Mastriano organized a hearing at Gettysburg that featured Rudy Giuliani in a phone call appearance by Trump in which the president claimed the election was rigged and urged state lawmakers to overturn the result. Mastriano was also hosted Giuliani in Chambersburg this past Saturday for a fundraiser where the LMP newspaper group reported that Mastriano posed for a photo with a man who wanted who was wanted by the FBI in connection with the January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. So Mastriano is got President Trump at his side. He's very likely to be our next governor here in Pennsylvania. Speaking of governors, this will make you happy, Joe. Florida's governor has issued a blanket pardon for anyone who was arrested for violating a COVID protocol law during the pandemic. Some Florida business owners say that's really nice, but many of them paid major fines for staying open. They want their money back. The bad news refunds are not 
part of the pardon plan in Florida. We pardon you, but we're keeping your money. <laughs> right. Okay. We're kind of, we, we are kind of sorry. Let's forgive and forget, but we want the cash. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Bonnie, thank you so much for calling in. We're glad to hear from you. You're on the mark. Hello. Once again, Mark, you have a picture of Fred Keller with the caption, Trump picks the next governor. You say constantly on your radio, Fred Keller is dead to you guys, yet you put all these press releases on, and you constantly put his picture on the wrong article. Why is that? Well, first of all, Fred isn't dead to us. We're dead well, to him. You say many times on the radio. No, no, no. You listen carefully. I've heard you say it. Right, no, hold on. We say... We're Not dead. We, to, you. <laughs> yeah, you, Mark. Well, no, it's the show. He he doesn't reply now to. it's you. Okay. Constantly, I've heard you say that many times. Right. No, I say it. There's no argument there. Have you ever said that, Joe? I say that uh, I don't disagree with you because Fred won't okay. come on the program. Right. You so. know why he don't probably come on the show? Sure. Because you put false stuff up all the time. It's fake news. Oh. Well, he well, should I, I think point it out. Last time I called you about it, Mark when you had the article on that Republicans side with something, you said, oh, I'll put a retraction. You never did. Mm, I don't recall that. I must have forgot. Well, Sorry. Right. Well, so the, anyway. The picture if the, you would be honest, honest politicians would come on your show. Well, the, the picture of Fred, if I, if I may stick my two cents in here, the picture of Fred with the governor happens to be a picture we have of local interest, and I think that's probably what motivated putting it up. Well, um, read your comments on Facebook. People don't agree with it. Okay, I didn't, I didn't see the Yeah, Facebook I saw the comments. Yeah. yeah, some folks don't think yeah. it's appropriate. I think what it does, and you would, this is not uh, something you would agree with at all, it shows President Trump's keen interest in Pennsylvania, but of course you are a great friend of Mr. Keller, and so you yes, s- you, you, you see only uh, Congressman Keller's image there, and not the fact that it's really talking about the Pennsylvania. But well, why uh, would you put a picture of the guy that he endorsed? Uh, we don't Wasn't have a picture. <laughs> we don't have a picture of President Trump and Mastriano in our uh, domain. This is a picture that was given to us by the photographer, so we are able to use it without attribution. And I can tell you. Okay, uh, let me ask you a question about that. Then don't you do your own research? Could you find a picture of Trump and a picture of? Mastro or, or whatever his name Mastriano. is. Mastriano, yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. I think there's a lot of pictures, that but would we would, but we me, would have to attribute it to them. I, I subscribe to the Chambersburg paper. I lived in Chambersburg for 11 years, ran a radio station there, and served on borough council. I read the paper this morning. There was no picture of Trump and Mastriano, even in the in the Chambersburg paper. So I don't know where you would have gotten one. All right, I'm and not they, sure. Their meeting was not in person. It was in at, on the phone via Trump Tower. So anyway, if this is a source of tremendous irritation and is sending exactly the wrong message, we can definitely change it. We thought it really showed that President Trump has a keen interest in Pennsylvania, and he has selected our governor, and we think that's very important. So it's a top story for us. We're using it in the newscast. He hasn't selected our governor. He may be endorsing someone for the office. Put truthful news out there with the right pictures. Okay, we'll work on that. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Thanks for calling in. Nice, Bonnie. Do appreciate that. All right, she wouldn't let me clarify, but uh, it is very true that we are dead to Fred. 
and that is, you know, Fred Only Keller's. Only in the sense that he doesn't want to appear on the program, right, he won't despite the, the fact show. we have invited him many times. He won't reply to our emails. And, well, uh, he does reply to mine, and I have oh, talked okay. to Fred. Okay. But, well, you know. In any event. It's so just, we're dead to Fred, but Fred's not dead to us. We still cover him. His office still e- emails us, releases. And he we has an that. open mic here anytime he would choose to use it. Right, and the office sent us a note that he voted no on that, as did Congressman Muser's office. So and in your defense, when Fred has been here in person, you have never been unkind to him. I mean, you, you talk in general terms about um, some anti-establishment things, but you're an anti-establishment guy in many ways. <laughs> and uh, I would think, in all honesty, and I have the greatest respect for Fred, and I think he does an outstanding job as our congressman, when it comes to you, I think he could develop a slightly thicker skin. Right. Well, and I think part of it, too, is that uh, I didn't appreciate the fact, just as as a, a voter, that he wouldn't debate people during the primary well, last his choice. year. Right. That's, and that is his, his choice. But I think once you're a sitting congressman, you should face comers and talk to them, at least. And, of course, since everything's electronic, you don't have to leave your home. But, again, that's just my opinion. Every other person in this district has their own opinion, and they are certainly welcome to express them. Anybody have an opinion about this? one 800 795 9565 if you're not familiar with what we're talking about on our Facebook post about uh, President Trump selecting uh, Doug Doug Mastriano as the next governor of Pennsylvania, uh, which is uh, beyond what any endorsement could be, which is probably why Sean Purnell is going to be our next senator. Uh, This is, uh, we ran a picture of uh, Congressman Keller, great photograph of Congressman Keller shaking the hand of President Trump up in Williamsport about a year ago. So uh, just a super picture with the sunset in the background, and it's uh, really a great snapshot. I chose it because I thought it really showed President Trump's interest in Pennsylvania, but as you can tell, it irritated half the readers or the uh, onlookers of our story. Yes, I'm looking at them now. It does seem to have uh, received some negative comment. (laughs) Yeah, People say, hey, that nice guy in the picture isn't Doug Mastriano. Context if you would put a caption on it saying Fred, President, uh-huh. or Fred okay. Keller meets with President Trump. Yep, we can do that. You know, that way at least you would be clear that you're not trying to imply that Fred Keller is the guy running for governor. It's not that we're trying to imply. It's fake news. you got to okay. get the terminology right. All right, we'll take more comers. <clears throat> Any observations, uh, feedback to our previous conversation or the ones we talked about earlier? U.S.-Israel uh, relations with Jeff McCausland and, uh, or other topics. We'll take them. The referendum uh, that well, referenda, two of them really relate to amending the state constitution. As soon as those votes are certified, that'll take effect in Pennsylvania. 1-800-795-9565. We'd like to hear from you. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Mark Lawrence here. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, and uh, we rarely agree on anything. But we agree that it's open phones today. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. we got some callers waiting. We both agree Rob Center's fabulous, our great producer, so we'll give him uh, full credit. I would like to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Sunburymotors.com is the place that you'll find out about a Ford F-150 that's out there. I got to drive that. That's the antimatter blue one, but they also brought one up here that was rapid red. It's like a dark red color. Uh, the price tag on that was about $51,000, but of course you can get them down just a little bit farther than that, and this is a great uh, car with auto hold functional activities on it, which means uh, when you get to an intersection, it doesn't creep forward into the intersection. Uh, if Joe's on the phone while he's at the intersection, the car won't creep forward and nudge the car in front of him. Of course, it's got the auto Auto start-stop technology on the EcoBoost motor. And it's getting 24 miles a gallon like they all do. And they, of course, are going to be coming out with the Lightning Electric truck in the year ahead. So you're going to be looking for that. Of course, they already got a hybrid a Ford F-150. Still gets the same mileage on the highway, but uh, that particular one, greater mileage in the city. About 24 miles a gallon in the city. You can do that. You can order up, if you wish, what I uh, drove also, which was, oh no, I sat in it, the Ford Bronco Sport model that was here with all the different goat modes. And then, of course, the fun one was the Mustang Mach-E, the electric vehicle. Put it in quiet mode. You can't even hear yourself going down the street. You're not even sure what's happening. So uh, these are some of the vehicles we've driven and tested, and you can order one up at the Sunbury Motor Company. SunburyMotors.com. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. Hey, Joe, you made a mistake. You said... That Mark's an anti-establishment guy is just the opposite. He's so deep in it, he can't see out of it. <laughs> and whatever they send down the line, he buys, no matter what it is. You name it, he goes right along with the establishment. And if it's, a, if it's hostile to Fred Keller, he goes along with it. Hostile to President Trump, he goes along with it. He's still here, incidentally, just so you know. <laughs> He's listening. Biden, He's hearing every word Biden's you're saying. <laughs> perfect. Biden's doing a great job. That's the establishment. Oh, well, I've never smart. said that. I've never said that. President Biden and has I stumbled, fallen. Every day. I know your positions, and I don't blame Fred Keller for not coming on. And I. I call him every so often, and they, you're not gonna hurt him by it, by treating him the way you do. I'm not we intending to hurt Fred him, Keller. Dan. I don't wish to hurt Fred Keller. I don't know how we could. He's, of course, uh, overwhelmingly reelected when he has that opportunity. But I have no interest in hurting him. Mean, it's just an invitation. If he doesn't b reply to it, that's his prerogative. And whatever. 
Mark, whatever you you and Joe don't like, you're hostile to. You won't admit it. You call it an open phones program, but you have hostility towards certain topics. If you don't believe it, just call up Joseph or Dan or Van. We'll tell you what you're we'll, hostile to. We'll on. call Dan and so ask So you call him. it open phone, but it is not open phone. I have to do whatever. I have to follow a certain line or I'll be zipped off. <laughs> so you can't say you don't have hostility and you can't call it 100% open phone. Never because have. Because it's not. Yeah, never have, never will. And you you say that in the well, morning. You say whatever your topic is. I wish you wouldn't say that because it's not true. Dan, it's whatever your topic. Dan, is, your answer. What, your and it's not hostility, but your answer is the same thing to any question. The Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. He is the answer to everything, and so that makes for a very short program when that's your ultimate position. We're here to talk about Caesar and government and laws and things that affect the lives of people on a day-to-day basis. It's not bias or it's not animosity. It's just that's not appropriate for what we're trying to do here. This isn't a religious station. This isn't a religious program. We acknowledge the the goodness of God. Mark is a lay minister in his church. I'm a lector in mine. You know, we believe in God. We believe in Jesus. And we, we accept the fact that not everybody's going to agree with that. And we don't allow you to come on the program and insult other people's religions or say it's my way or you're going to hell. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about in this show. We're talking about issues, daily issues, bread and butter issues that affect the lives of the people. And yes, we acknowledge that you believe that the answer to all that is Jesus, but not everybody does. And so we're trying not to offend other people. We're trying to be fair to everybody. You ever did you ever look at it the other way? How about people that might offend me? And I, I never told you to take off an atheist. I never told you not to let their cause come through. I disagree with them just as much as they disagree with me, it's but I never told you do not allow an atheist or show. an agnostic <laughs> or a people with different religions. Well, they're the to antithesis, Dan. They are the antithesis of religion. They are not religious people, so they are not going to call in with a religious comment. They, they're very religious. It's yeah, not they, a religious it's show. Very religious. They believe human humanism is the god of this world. They're, they're religious. But they don't call so in and say that. Everybody has a religion. I have, you have, Mark has. It's just that they're definitely... But that's not what this program is about, Dan. If you want to debate it, call a religious station and tell them to start a talk show where all that you do is talk about religion. Here, we like to talk about other things. Yeah, that is the issue. That's exactly the issue. (laughs) Why would I want to talk into an echo chamber? If I'd call a Christian station, I'd be talking into an echo chamber is exactly what you want at your stage. You want to, people to talk into an echo chamber where we all are alike. No. That's we, no allow, we allow you a diversity of opinions. We allow a diversity of opinions on the program, but we don't, you know, when they're the same opinion every time, Dan, I mean, every, pro, every time you call in, you could 
you could give the same talk every single time because that's what you believe and that's what's important to you. But that's not what the program is about. If you've said it once on this program before we put in our rule about not having uh, zealotry, as Mark calls it, you've said it a hundred times. But it's the same thing you say all the time. Those are your answers to the world's problems. They're not necessarily those of other people. What do you mean you're going to... Allow Fan has the same answer every time he calls. Do I complain about it? He doesn't have the same answer every time. Every Fan, time Fan's often wrong, but he, he, yeah, well, he, he talks about a variety of different things. And so, so in fairness, I. so do you. Yeah, in fairness, so do you. All we're and, saying is that we've put a limit on it. It's not hostility. It's a but, decision about the programming of the station, the programming of this program, and what the majority of our listeners have told us they either like or dislike. we got to get another call going. And, Dan, and we'll Joe, give you the last word. Go how ahead. About, how about the time I brought up Joseph McCarthy? Right. Well, I disagree with you on that. That's not a religious you, issue. You gotta, you gotta look at other opinions, uh, d- not uh, the established. Did we opinions. stop you, Dan? We didn't stop you from your opinion of Joseph McCarthy. I just disagreed with you about it, and I said so, and we had a discussion about it. All right, Dan. And quick you, question you before won't we, Dan. Read the book. Dan, we, before we go, I have read many books about that subject, Dan. That's not that particular one. Sided. <laughs> you, you read the other side, the book I name I gave. I'll even give you the book. Dan, I, hold on one second. Three. Uh, real quick, Dan, we have to go. But uh, all right. If, wait, 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 wait. If we are not one hundred percent open, how open are we? Well, let's put it this way: when it comes. When it comes to biblical topics, you're not open. Okay, so 90% open? Bible topics and God topics, Jesus topics, you're not open, like, uh, you're not near 100% open. (laughs) Other topics... Yes. You're open on. Okay. But but it get a little testy when it comes to Fred Keller and Trump and COVID-19, you're basically one-sided there. But but that's all right. You can call in and debate those things. Those are debatable topics. I do, too. (laughs) But but the Bible's your your worst position where you can't be open on it. But and again, Dan, you would, you would say... There's a lot of people out here, and they called me since this I'm sure came they did. up. And Dan, you would, you would say the same thing. You right. You would say the All same right, thing every you, Dan. time, Thank Dan. You, you would Thank say you. the same thing. All right, Al, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for waiting through a very good discussion. You're on the mark. Yeah, I think in the Israeli soldiers are having a hard time, but they must do it. They have to kill innocent people. Um, and I'm sure that weighs on them because I know somebody else who had to do that that's very close to me is my father. And they're using them as human shields. And and the Pakistani citizens are are just as I'm saying, the shields. And their leaders rather well Hamas likes to build the tunnels for the terrorist and they like to spend the money that could be spent on their infrastructure on rockets. So they really don't care about the Pakistanis one little bit. And it reminds me of the Imperial Japanese, what they did to the Filipinos. 
they put their guns on the sides of the cliff and would shoot at our destroyers and our ships that were trying to take over, you know, and win a war. Um, but they would bring all the Filipino women and children and stand them in front of their guns. And um, you have to fire into that. And they, they don't like doing it. Well, maybe the, for the Israeli soldiers, of course, they're following orders, but I would think after they saw some of their innocent women and children killed, that may change their perspective somewhat. I, I don't know. I'm speculating. Well, they protected their women and children because they're constantly under threat and they want to be destroyed and eliminated. Uh, they had to build their playgrounds underground. They have to build all kind of shelters. That's why... They don't get killed, and they spend all kind of money on the Iron Dome system. And if you, somebody's harassing you constantly, uh, I don't want to get back into the Bible, but, I mean, you're, I think a ground invasion there and grab all the people from Hamas and get rid of them and then show the Palestinian, Pakistanians what love is and go in there and make their conditions better. I think that's pretty far away from Pakistan. I think you mean the Palestinians. Palestinians. I, I have the right there. Yeah. Palestinians. But listen, Thanks. the pro the problem that we face in the Middle East is that everybody wants the same piece of land. They believe they have an historic right to it. The Palestinians believe they have the right to the land. The Israelis believe that it was their holy land and they've been given it and that's their right too. So you have a group of people who want to fight over this one little narrow piece of land and, and it's sad that they can't work it out, that there is there should be room enough there for everybody. But the thing is that the Israelis' neighbors up until recently didn't want to concede that Israel had a right to exist. And to the extent that somebody's firing rockets into your territory, uh, it, it's not wrong to defend yourself, I don't believe. And the Palestinians, conversely, have a right to defend themselves when Israel attacks them. So the answer is we need to find a solution that doesn't involve people shooting and killing each other. And there's got to be well, one somewhere. Your earlier caller said if, if peace would, you know, be decided on, uh, it could stop. I mean, Israel would hold into it, but who started this? Who started this? In this Hamas. case, Hamas did, yep. So, yeah. I mean, get rid of Hamas. No argument and there. Get rid of Hamas. And that's what President Trump was trying to do. President Trump... They're going to have to do it by... They can't do it through the air. They're going to have to do a massive land invasion. And, uh, and then, even if we got involved... Why couldn't we get involved, go in there and protect life? We know how to do guerrilla warfare for, in the towns now. Go in there and get rid of the Hamas, and then if we want to spend money over there to, to promote peace, first place you could start is let's straighten up this infrastructure, spread out the Pakistanis a little bit. The Palestinians. Uh, Palestinians. <laughs> and um, spread them out because it's too crowded there, and... Right. Uh, listen, I think President Trump was on the right track. He was trying to marginalize them, marginalize Hamas, by forging agreements to, for people to recognize Israel and just put them in the back burner. Unfortunately, President Biden doesn't share that uh, that conviction. All right, we got to go. Thank you so much, Al. Really appreciate the call. You're welcome. Have a good one. All right, we'll take all comers now. 1-800-795-9565. We got nearly open program at this point uh, talking about uh, Israeli Middle East peace, which is ever so elusive under any president of the U.S. Uh, we can talk about uh, Congressman Keller. We're dead to him. 
but uh, he's not dead to us. And the newsroom still covers the heck out of him. So him and Congressman Muser are uh, definitely brought up topics in the newsroom often here. 1-800-795-9565, the referenda. Uh, the, what is it? One of the headlines was, from re-election to rebuke Governor Wolf. We can talk about that uh, big change in the state constitution. 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back. You're listening to On the Mark and WKOK Radio, Sunbury, Pennsylvania, on an almost open Thursday. Who are we? Uh, I'm Joe. You're Mark. Mm-hmm. Who's he? Rob Center. Okay. I tilt my, <laughs> cock my head to the right. You know who I mean. And who's this? Joseph. You've got one more minute. Yeah, uh, very quickly. I wanted to comment on the collateral damage, but first of all, I wanted to comment on a comment that you made or someone made about uh, the land, uh, the dispute over the land. It goes back, of course, we know, for to Abraham's two sons, his first son, Ishmael, where the Arabs come from, and his uh, son of promise through Sarah, uh, Isaac, that was the one that was given the land, their children, their descendants, the children of Isaac, which, of course, include the Jews and all Israelites. Okay, that being said, they have the right to the land. Period. Uh, but according to collateral damage, uh, the Jews, before they bomb a place, they, they give them warning to get out of that building. And not only that, think about this for a moment. In the time of the flood, way back in Noah's time, Noah was a preacher, and he preached the righteous judgment of Yahweh that there's a flood coming. He warned the people. For 120 years, he built the ark. It took him. And then Yahweh sent a flood, and the collateral damage was every human being died, women, children, men, women, uh, animals, everything because of the sins of mankind. Same with okay. Solomon and Gomorrah. Yahweh uh, warned them through Lot that there was gonna, he was going to rain fire and brimstone. Okay, you can read it. Where our and, time is uh, up, we have another caller. And they all died. Collateral damage. Okay. Thank you, right. Joseph. We Thank have you so caller. much. All right. right. Good background. Appreciate that, Chris, Joe. Chris, you're on the mark from Milton. I'm sorry. Uh, never mind. You guys, you guys are so hostile to Christianity. I can <laughs> hardly believe it. <laughs> yeah, boy. I wonder if Dan realizes that there's big Christian groups that disagree with much of what he says. Well... You think? I would not think so, no. Anyway, what? we're we're not really going to debate people's religion and what they believe, and I'm sure that's not why you called, Chris. What uh, did you call well, about? Yeah, well, first of all, about the Republicans uh, and and their uh, voting to their... Well, we got 35 Republicans to agree to, in the House, to agree to the hearings on uh, January 6th. Which is a little better than I thought. That, uh, that's more than I thought which would do, but it's not as many as the people who voted to accept the findings of uh, uh, to, to vote on the, the election to approve the election. Okay, so that's a little disappointing. And they've all changed their minds, and it was, again, Republican bad faith uh, negotiations because the Democrats agreed to everything they wanted in the negotiations. And then they turned around and said, no, we're not for it anyway, after agreeing to everything they asked for. So how can you, how can, what do you do when the other side does stuff like that? You kind of have to go without them. But we'll see how it turns out in the Senate, whether it gets a up-down vote and how it goes. 
I um, let me let me add one let me add one thing to that before you go on to another topic. I mean, I I think the Republicans are ill-advised not to have gone along with this uh, since it is bipartisan. Who's advising them there? I think it's Trump, right? (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want to get to the bottom of it. I mean, I want to get to the bottom of it in a nonpartisan way, you know, and I don't want judgments to come out of it. I just want yeah, to find some way to stop it from happening again. Benghazi hearings, that's for sure. Well, that's debatable, but in any <laughs> event. All right, and on Israel, you wanted to make a comment. And, uh, yeah, and on Israel, I'm not sure that, the, you know, the, a lot of the initial hostility was because they're moving uh, Arabs out of uh, East Jerusalem. And uh, the reason they're doing that is because they don't want a majority of Arabs in East Jerusalem, which is what it was getting close to. And uh, Israel has a whole problem with that that they've been doing for decades now, because they're going to... they're going to be a minority in their own country if they give, uh, if they accept the territories or what, and they they haven't been for a two-state solution really, so they're kind of stuck in uh, in a bad situation. And BB has been supporting the 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 more radical settlers. Uh, and and he's been doing nothing to to really change the situation. It's just been going on and on and on. Okay. And if you talk about how bad things are for Israel being attacked, just look at the the rights and uh, limitations that the people in the territories live under because of Israeli domination. Okay. Hey, listen, we've got to take a break, and we've got two callers pending, but thanks for your comments, sure. as always, Chris. You're Appreciate welcome. your call. Bye. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. 1-800-795-9565. One call coming in. One is waiting. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We're going to try to do a lot of work in a short amount of time here. Go ahead, Joe. All right. One of our emailers says, Good morning. An issue with Gaza is being ignored. Gaza was to have elections this year, and the current rulers were looking at a defeat. They canceled the elections and started shooting rockets. And then another one of our emailers says, Dan, the host gives speculative answers many times when presented with alternative positions on issues. I agree that both Mark and Joe swallow the mainstream 
mainstream dialogue on most issues. Hence the war between Israel and the Palestinians. We started that? Apparently we did. I listen in at times to the program, but calling in is a futile attempt at civility, as Mark mostly will find a way to put your opinion or put you and your opinions down. Signed, Dennis Laskowski. I'll have to stop doing that. That's wrong. Well, but it is a, it's a discussion program. You know, if all we do is listen to people call in, sometimes if they're making points, we will remain silent and listen. Other times we will debate, we will enter into the discussion and ask them to justify what they're saying if we happen to disagree with it. That's the nature of this type of program. It's nothing unusual about it, do you think? Well, according to our records, we have had 421 people call the show. Of those, 200 continue to call back. So they must find it somehow acceptable to be on the show. So we're, we're grateful for that. And one more, and then we got the callers. All right. The reason the investigation into January 6th was shot down is because it is purely a political trick to perpetuate the denigration and division of citizens who voted for Trump and are opposed to the progressive agenda. We agree the people who entered the Capitol building that day were in the wrong. What is being suppressed is not one of them were carrying guns. How can you have an insurrection without arms? The only person who died is the result of the actions taking place was Ashley Babbitt, shot by an unnamed officer in a business suit. The few officers who died all died of natural causes. That's been proven no matter what Chris says. And there are many other anomalies associated with that day to make one suspicious of an all-out of... About. about, I'm sorry, there's a marker in front of that, about who really created the pseudo-insurrection. And finally, if you were honest, you have to ask why has there been no condemnation and no investigation into the riots and looting in the cities in the summer months leading up to the election. Those people actually, actually caused billions and millions of dollars worth of damage, but hardly any arrests were made. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. I know there have been millions of arrests. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds, anyway. Uh, yeah, probably thousands. But uh, but honestly, if, if the listener thinks we should investigate what's happening, find out what is happening, and then, of course, point fingers if somebody's suppressing whatever happened in, you know, in Oregon or in all the many other places. Right. But there have been many, many arrests. We know that to be true. Okay, we got two callers. Bob, go right ahead, sir. Well, good morning. I, I, I just want to start out with... Uh, when when does a snicker uh, be identified with a debate? And that's all we get out of Mark whenever the facts are put out. What's a now, what's a, what's a snicker, Bob? Other than what's a, a snicker? Yeah, what's a candy? The, the, the snide laugh that you give when somebody tells tells the truth about the conservative side. Okay, that's a snicker. <laughs> There, that's a snicker. Not, not, the, not the candy bar. Right. If, no, I if, got you. If, 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 you, uh, if you consumed a, a snicker bar every time. So I have to repress my snicker. It, you'd, be, you'd be quite rotund. I'll try to repress uh, my snicker, but it's going to be tough. He, he is quite rotund, actually. <laughs> we, I was going to say, you missed it. Okay. Um, now, number two on, on this... Uh, deal about investigating the Capitol insurrection. Actually, some independent people came up with the, the guy that shot, that murdered, that murdered the Trump supporter in cold blood. His name is David Bailey. 
and he's a member of the Black Lives Matter group, and he also he also threatened to shoot Trump supporters previous to what happened. So why why is why is he not being charged with murder? Where did you come up with the name? I I thought they had not been releasing the name, so I have no idea oh, what the yeah. guy's name I was. Oh, I know they don't. The, the media will not release the name, but that's the name. You can check it out. Oh, we'd release it. We just never saw it. I just looked it up on on my phone as you said it, and all I'm getting is some guy who makes custom handmade classical guitars. Is that <laughs> him? <for> him. <laughs> no, well, this must him. be an alternative no. actually, media. Actually, he has two marks against him. He murdered. He murdered actually Babbitt. Number one. And he was also supposed to be the guard for Steve Scalise when he got shot by by a liberal. Oops. <laughs> Oops. No, I hadn't heard that either. So I'd be interested in knowing well, what news source released the news. I guess I'm not, but what news source? I mean, I watch, I, I consume the news every day. I subscribe to four newspapers. Yeah, but and, it's not on, they, they won't put it on mainstream media. Okay, so wh where did you get okay. it, if I may ask? I'd like to read the story. Just just Google David Bailey, Capitol Police. Okay, okay. I'll right. try that. I didn't add that, so. Bob, we have to get another call shortly, but we'll let you wrap up. Go right ahead. And and going back to the, to your first uh, CBS newsman, he's completely ignorant of what happens, what happens with the Palestinians. As far as infrastructure goes, when... The, when the Israelis, when the Israelis abandoned some of their farms earlier to placate the Palestinians, now this is a few years ago, they had infrastructure set up. Okay, what's the first thing the Palestinians did when they took over that land? They destroyed all the infrastructure. All right, so he's uninformed. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Bob. Really appreciate the help. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, send uh, us an email with some good uh, news sources for Joe. He needs to get off of Fox. There's no argument there. And I do, too. Cindy, go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Boy, Mark, I hope you wore your uh, verbal Kevlar <laughs> today. And I take it all to heart. You know, this is the reality for do. some of our listeners, so I don't. It doesn't. Uh, I don't ignore it. Well, I think sometimes you play the devil's advocate, but you don't make that clear. <clears throat> but that's just my uh, my uh, assessment. Okay. But what I wanted to address was the issue of negotiation, and in when I have belonged with groups. Frequently, they appoint a small subset, a committee, who then does the negotiations. And hopefully, but not always, the committee seeks input from the larger group about what that large group wants, and that's the goals that they take to the meeting where they negotiate with the other side. All right? However, that is not always what they bring back to the whole group. So looking at Congress, you got give or take change, 220 people on each side. And it, the odds that whatever a small subset of people negotiates with the opposition comes back and pleases 200-plus people is slim. And I think that's what happens, that they don't support what comes back. And Very interesting. Specifically in relation to... 
Well, earlier a caller made some comment about a vote and only 35 or 40 or whatever it was, people from the other side supported the vote. Right. And I'm thinking then the, the rest of the group did not support the outcome. All right, and we're they, out of time. And the Capitol, the Capitol Police say that David Bailey is misidentified. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.